0: Hey there, it's Colt Cabana. Thank you so much for checking out the past shows from the archives. All the past ones in this feed are ad-free. I took out all the ads. If this is something you like, you can listen to every single episode of the Art of Wrestling podcast dating back to 2010, absolutely ad-free for only $4 a month on my Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Colt Cabana. All right, enjoy the show. This is The Art of Wrestling with professional wrestler, Colt Cabana. It's Cope Cabana. All right, how are you guys doing? Come on in, sit down, relax. You're about to listen to The Art of Wrestling, a professional wrestling podcast. The Life Podcast is a personal journal, financial ways, into the minds and souls, the hearts and the lives of the people involved in the world of professional wrestling. I am your host. My name is Colt Cabana. I am British, I'm not British, I'm pretending to be British. I'm putting on my best Britishness while I'm here in London. That's right, I am a Londoner, I am a traveler, I am a globetrotter. Most importantly though, I am a professional wrestler. I am not sitting here live in my studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois, no. I am at the, ooh, I don't even know. I'm at the Re Hotel or the R.E. Hotel. In Bethnal Green, London, England. And I'll tell you all about it in a second. Before we go any further, this is a fan support and listener support podcast supported by people just like you. We give it to you free of charge every single Thursday. ColtCommander.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts from. Colt Grayways that you can support, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Tell a friend. Tweet it out, Facebook it out, Snapchat it out with the sweet dog ears and sunglasses that go up and down when you tilt your head. Best way that you can support, though, ColtMerch.com, DigitalColt.com. And it's the holiday season. You should be going to these places. T-shirts, buttons, pictures, posters, DVDs. I got a brand new T-shirt up there. I got a sweet, different I of Colt remix T-shirt up there. I got a book. It's a children's book, and it's selling great. And I'm sending out personalized videos and autographing these books to two-year-olds, three-year-olds, five-year-olds, and I'm giving away free... Sarah Joy Shockey Holiday Cards for you at ColtMerch.com, DigitalColt.com. Yeah, yeah, I took a midweek booking in London, England. <laughs> sure I did, right? Of course I did. Why wouldn't I? I moved apartments. I should probably be setting that apartment up. No, boxes all over that place. Who's going to move those boxes? Not me. I'm going to London, England to film something. What am I filming? It's a secret project That I'm not allowed to tell you. Will it ever see the light of air? I don't know. That's what these projects are. These are the kind of projects I've been talking about for years. You just do secret projects. You do secret things. I'm filming a thing. It's a pilot for a thing. Who knows if it becomes a thing? If it becomes a thing, you'll know. But I'm here for two days and then I fly home. I'm actually filming tomorrow and then I'll put this out. So I did a rehearsal today. That's what I've done in London get right home, and fly right to uh, Miami to to go to my friend's wedding, taking a weekend off of professional wrestling because a high school friend is getting married, and I want to be there for him. And I also want to be in Miami the first weekend of December and not in cold-ass Chicago, where I was this past weekend. Two shows in Chicago. Did a comedy show at the North Bar with Marty DeRosa. Fun so fun. Those of you who were there know exactly how fun it was. Could have been our best show ever. That's what the people are saying. That's what's buzzing around town. Best show that we've ever done. We'll see you next year on a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Gave away so many books. So many people got so many books. I mean, I'm cleaning apartments and I'm giving away books. Sorry, Pete gas. I read your book and now I'm passing it on. Sorry. Jumping Jim Brunzel who personalized the book to me. Am I a prick? I mean, he'll never hear this. Am I a prick? I gave away I read it. I read that so many times. That's this is this is the great thing about Jim Bronzel's book, is I hate reading, but you can take that in the bathroom. And yes, person who won the Jim Brunzel book, that was a bathroom book. And they were like real they're great pictures, first of all, but real short stories, easy to get through. But now I have to I have to pass it on. And that's what I did. Had Thanksgiving. I hope you're all thankful for stuff. Ate some turkey. Not my favorite. Thanksgiving has never been my favorite. I'm not a big Thanksgiving head, as they would say. But I got through it. Then on to Cleveland, and then back to Chicago. AIW, AAW. Seems to be a normal routine, which I love doing. And uh, Cleveland for AIW. Chandler Biggins is always missed, and I miss him. I wrestled Jimmy Jacobs, and then we both drove through the night back to Chicago and wrestled for AAW in Logan Square, Right next to my house, which is nice to be in bed before midnight. Today on the show is Player Dose. We had Player Uno on. Now we have Player Dose. Also, Stu Grayson, Canadian fella. Did not celebrate Thanksgiving. Will be celebrating Boxing Day, though. You better believe it. And uh, this is finishing up the players. There is no player, Trace. There might be. Maybe there is. We'll have him on one time. So we had Player Dose. And this was good. Talking Canada. Talking business Ethics, talking big breaks, talking little breaks. And before we get to him, last episode of the year, uh, I think we're gonna do another AMA. I'm gonna be in Japan when it's gonna happen, so I don't see Marty doing it with me. So a solo AMA, and then things are gonna change a little bit in 2018. I hope you're ready for it. I'm ready for it. I think I'll announce that on the AMA episode. So send a voice message, cult at gmail.com, subject line AMA, and you know, keep it under 20 seconds or whatever. Say who you are, where you're from, make a comment if you want, and ask a question. Last time, there were so many great questions. I was so excited to answer all of them. So hopefully, we will do it again. That's for the last episode of the year. Ask me anything. ColtWrestling at gmail.com. Subject A-M-A. Send a voicemail. All right, let's talk to Stu before we do. Song of the Week was sent to me by Robert McClure, and it's by the Edmonton Straight Edge Band Detach. Support them at detachxvx.bandcamp.com. Their song, Just Like My Guest, Canadian, and the name's Stu. This one's called Papa Stu. Enjoy it, and we'll be back with Stu Grace. Did you get it from Al Owen's Game Con? did you have alpacas and shit like that? How did you get it to the pavilion? Did you have to borrow Davey Boy? For- Papa stew, Papa stew. Tell me what did you do Papa stew, Papa stew? When the tiger tried to you On a scale of 1 to 10 How pissed was Helen? Were the kids worried sick that they would bite your ass off? Were you at Ogden and me? news tell me what tell me what
1: So I'm talking in the mic now? <laughs> <Or> you're. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> how did you learn English? Uh, actually, uh, I learned the first time I ever really learned English uh, was technically with CPW, the wrestling school uh, I was trained with. Um, and how old you when you were? Then? I was, I just turned sixteen. So at sixteen, you started learning a different language, and yeah.
0: not by the books. You did it like. By people yelling at you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was just
1: it mostly, yeah, it was yelling and wrestling move and a lot of curse and slang. And so it was really difficult at first. So my English wasn't improving very fast at right. that moment. But about a year or two later, I met a girl uh, in a summer. a boy. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, she happens to be uh, uh, Uno's wife's best friend. So uh, we had a party, and I realized that she only spoke English, uh, even though. Her entire family was French, which made no sense to me, but uh, I spent a whole summer with her, so I learned English with her more than I did with the first like two or three years of wrestling
0: yeah but it 's not like you like you weren 't like taking
1: classes or you weren't no no nothing at all. I was just on the spot
0: i just, learned, I, just I learned that there was um Half half English, school half English, half French.
1: Yeah, around here, there's a, a lot of uh, bilingual schools, but uh, I went to just French school. Just uh, I live on the Gatineau side, so we usually... Oh, no, now we say we live in Ottawa, but really, it's Gatineau. Ottawa and Gatineau are two big city connected to one another. Ottawa is... Almost 90% English, while Gatineau is the other way around, almost so only French. Tell
0: me about the. Because the, you hear it a lot, is like uh, the French Canadians hate the fuckers that come here and speak English, <laughs> right? Like,
1: <laughs> well, there's a. Around here mostly, there's that big war between Ontario and uh, Quebec. So it's English versus French. Is that in wrestling or is that in life? Oh, uh, in life. Okay. Yeah, yeah, in life. But no, no. Uh, wrestling wise, we really don't care. Right, I know no, that. No, no. Actually, uh, French people, like the smaller promotion around here that gets, you know, either American people or just English people, they like it because it's new, it's different, it's people they haven't seen before, so they're really happy. But in real life, when the bar closes on the Ontario side at 1 o'clock, maybe 2, here they stay open until like 3, maybe even 4 sometimes, so really, it ends up being like actual fights just because of that.
0: But but what? Because they, the French are like, you guys won't learn English, and the English is like,
1: yeah, you. it's really what it is. It's just, it's it's dumb. Because personally, I think that French people who don't want to learn English are the one shooting themselves in the foot. But I mean, it, it's just how it is, right? Have people ever, hate just to hate. <laughs> so it's. A, <laughs> Have you ever wrestled in France? In, no, no, I haven't wrestled in France just I feel yet. That's a layup, right? I, I feel like I, I would love to do that, but no. I, <laughs> is there? There's
0: not like a like a a trading system between a, a French organization. And a Canadian, you'd think that they would, that would be a thing. I guess nobody has the money to start. No,
1: I, no I guess it'd just be too much, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, oh man, so uh, and it, did you ever think about like taking an English class or was it just like you got to wrestling and people just started speaking?
1: Yeah, it really was uh, only because of wrestling. Ottawa uh, like honestly, when I started to learn English because of wrestling, it was only because of wrestling at first. I really didn't like English. I thought I live on the Quebec side and I used to live uh, near Quebec City, which There was no one that speaks English, none whatsoever over there. So I had no reason to. But when I moved here to Gatineau and I went directly into wrestling, I had no choice. I was in a new environment where almost everybody spoke English. So I had to adapt. But 18 is when you started to understand English. English, yeah. It's so late, right? I know. It is really late. Oh, no, it is. I, I mean, oh, You totally understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is – and it's, it's so weird because I started to watch movie and watch TV shows in English. And I realized, holy shit, it's so much better. Because really? Because, oh, man, the voices in French are horrible. <laughs> They're Oh, they suck. And even, you know, uh, actors like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's, who's French but always speaks English in movie. In French, they wouldn't use his own voice. So, so they would choose someone else for him even though he could have done it himself. But his voice just sucked. Like everyone in French has such a small voice compared to the American. I guess. What does that mean? So, a small voice. It, it, you know, like uh, it's not manly. It's not manly at all. So everyone, when you see, you know, Sylvester Stallone with his big voice as rock, you know, Adrian. In French, like, Adrian. Hey, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't believe you can kick my ass so anymore. It's a whole new world. <laughs> it's a whole new world. It's a nice feeling. It's so amazing.
0: It's almost like, I don't know, in anything, right? Like, if you ever find like a whole new, for me, it's like, if I find like a, a stand up or someone that I like, and then it's just like, you just, you can then there's like you can wormhole and you can just see like
1: oh yeah you see everything that comes next right, right. you
0: have so much material and then you're almost overwhelmed by all the stuff that you can watch oh or, absolutely or, or like world of sport right like when you first learn about like that like. The old British style wrestling, and it's yeah. like there's so many hours of wrestling I can now well, watch.
1: It's when I uh, went for CPW, went for training. I only thought that, like, I thought the only wrestling in the world was WWE, yeah. and when I was told, yeah, there's independent wrestling, I was fucking blown away. I was like, what? I can't do this, me? You know, I was so it was a whole new world again for me. So that was amazing. So
0: yeah, but you couldn't watch. There wasn't YouTube then. No, 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 <laughs>
1: no. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's true, right? Yeah. <laughs> there was none of that crap. I feel that's the answer to everything. <laughs> it's really what it is. Uh, yeah, because when I started to watch independent been in wrestling going to shows nearby or in montreal and stuff like that it blew me away it was a whole new world so 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 tell me about getting so
0: uh getting into wrestling at 16 um you you just thought you could like you want i don't know if you said that you only thought there's wwe yeah how would you find a small unless it was uh Pierre Carl Ouellette, who was training. Oh no! no not even no. I
1: uh, went I, I got lucky with wrestling because I thought only WWE existed, yeah. and then I started because I discovered wrestling was 14 years old. Literally, I did not even know it existed before that. I was never a guy who watched TV. I was a guy who played outside, do sports. I knew of wrestling, but I didn't. I didn't even think it was on TV or anything. You know, I'd never even watched it. How did you wait?
0: So you knew of the concept of they talked about Hulk Hogan or something, yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, you knew of it, but you i never seen them
1: ever in the ring. To seek them out. Were the kids at school talking about it? No, not even. Wrestling wasn't a really popular thing here because it was also barely in French so Mm. people wouldn't really bother with it. But uh, no, it's a, it was a friend of mine in high school when I started to talk about wrestling. He said, "Yeah, my my uh, my uh, cousin." This was after 14. Though. Yeah, yeah, I'm for like yeah. At this point, um, how did you discover it? 15 and a half, well, me? Yeah, oh, 14 yeah. when I discovered wrestling. Yeah, I was dumb uh, because I've always been in in uh, combat sports. So I'm uh, I'm black belt in karate, taekwondo, and kickboxing. So I've when always happened. Uh, I started fighting when I was six years old, I think. Do you and Ethan Page have like uh, fights? No, not even. It? No, no. I discovered he was into it. Like into. Uh, uh, I think he does taekwondo yeah something is it right said he's going I, to the Olympics yeah I discovered that like uh, a few months ago <laughs> really? I didn't even know no, I didn't even know but uh, I did that my whole life and uh, my sister's boyfriend hold on why did you do that your whole life oh uh, I think I was an aggressive kid <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, I just liked it I I grew up watching action movie with my dad mm-hmm. and Jean-Claude Van Damme and all this stuff and That's I just it's
0: so weird that he that he liked that stuff but wouldn't like turn on wrestling
1: it's I. it's just I know, it's action and fighting. I always enjoy stunts and, you know, throwing kicks and whatever and you know on my own. So when I was watching movies and they, they were getting paid for it, I was like, holy shit, this is a great deal, you know? And then I got into martial art just because it was the best thing for me to do because it's not like I would think I would go in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So martial art was the fun thing for me to do. It was a sport that not a lot of people were doing, so I was kinda of special and it was different. So I liked it a lot. And then when I stopped martial art because the guy, uh, the school I was in uh, was changing. He was ahead of his time. It was like 10 years before CrossFit was popular. And he was he was closing down the, 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 the his school for martial art to switch to CrossFit and like hot tubs and stuff like that. And so he wasn't taking care of us anymore. And when our contract ended because we were signing a one-year contract to, to stay in the school – Uh, you know, to get the the belts and the you know is that how that world works? I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of how it is. You you sign for a full year contract so that the sensei there is going to take care of you for a whole year, teach you, and graduate you and follow you. While if you don't sign anything, then you could come in and come out at any time. So there's no real salary for them, right? So you pay them every month. It's like wrestling training, really. Mm. You go there, you 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 go in there, thing saying, I'm gonna go. Uh, and be a trainer, uh, a wrestler. So the trainer make you sign a contract or something, so you pay him every month. So he knows he'll get money out of this. Um, that was me. that was my phone. Is that, is that <laughs> I don't know if you pick it up on the, on the microphone. Nah, but maybe <laughs> that's scary. Um, but yeah, is he closes school because he was done with it. He didn't see. I don't know. I guess yeah, want to sh- sit in hot tubs. All yeah, day. I guess you want to sit in a hot tub and have you know women around him. I don't know. He was ahead of his time, and it worked. Cause supposedly he's making a lot of money now. Oh, nice. So, uh, but the guy was a three-time uh, uh, fighter. Like uh, he was like number one in the world in fighting or something like that three years in a row. So it was... But you got three different black belts and three different things. Yeah, because the, the this school was a specialty was karate, taekwondo, and kickboxing. And it was a, a long journey because you would do all three. Mm. So... Um, but you're also like six years old, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <doing> <laughs> yeah. And I, when I was done with martial arts, I was 13, something like that. And that's when... So the story was that my sister's boyfriend knew I, I liked fighting. So he told me, hey, Mark, there's a, there's a wrestling on TV. So I was like, okay, okay. You know, what's your point? And he's like, turn it on, you'll, you'll like it, it's fighting. And okay, so I turn on the TV and there's Scott Steiner flexing on a second rope doing his entrance. It was just the Royal Rumble before WrestleMania 19. That's my first wrestling experience ever. And he's flexing and I think, holy crap, how can this human being move? There's no way this guy can even walk around. He's There's so much muscle on him. Yeah. And he was working uh, – it was the rub before Rumble. So he was working Chris Jericho. And I saw Jericho do uh, like a dive to the outside, a lion's salt, And I was amazed. I was like, holy crap. It's fighting and stunts all in one world. So I was, I was amazed what by that. What about that, that chainmail? That do anything for you? That chainmail? Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I, it was so manly. <laughs> so manly. Yeah. And he had so many nicknames, right? It what was it? Like Frigzilla, Big Papa Pump, Fr- Terror something, I don't know. I <laughs> so he was so many nicknames. He was such a badass. And I can he- listen to you say Freakzilla for an <laughs> Freakzilla. hour. <and> Freakzilla. Freakzilla. <laughs> and he had his uh, purple G-strings taking out on that night. So manly. You don't remember that? I don't remember no? that. Oh, was man. that a thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was an accident. But he was working... That was a, the following uh, Raw Rumble. He was wrestling Triple H. And his purple thong was out the whole Where's match. Where's the thong, huh? I was like... Fuck. You wear a thong? No, never. I... I don't.
0: I don't think I could. I don't know. I guess there are people who do wear thongs in wrestling.
1: I. I don't get it. But I. I wear the little weens now. Little so what? I, little weens? I don't know how you. Call I'm sorry. It. Like one more time. <laughs> the, one? <laughs> the trunks or whatever. <laughs> the weens. The weens. <laughs> your little. W- your wiener. Your little <laughs> wiener. wiener? The little weens. But uh, no, Is he. That wore, what you call it? Your little weens. Yeah, weens. I always call them weens. <laughs> I don't know why. But uh, Sido was wearing long tights, so I guess he needed the tongue. But it was purple and out. A lot. It made, a, it, made a it, it made an impact on me. <laughs> no. So I started wrestling. I was like, one day I'll have a, a purple tongue. A lasting impression. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I watched that and I, I was amazed that these men could do all these things. Right. So why would you know that there's independent wrestling sling- Because uh, I... You sw- wouldn't though, right? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I, wa- I watched WWE for almost two years before even realizing it, there was something else. And it's when I was talking about wrestling at school that one of my friends said, my cousin is a wrestler. Who is he? Yeah, uh, his name was uh, The Freak Zach Manson. He was a, wrestler, a local wrestler here in Gatineau. But he was, was he out of high school? Uh, he, uh, yeah, I think he was out of high school at this point. I think he was uh, like 25, 26, and his cousin was about 16 at that point, a little older than I was. You're the, the guy who taught. Yeah, the, uh, so Andre is the guy who told me at yeah. school about his wrestling cousin, mm. uh, Zach Manson. And so he told me that on Saturday they were running shows. So I thought, well, I I have to see this. And when I went to CPW, the very first wrestling I ever uh, lay eyes on was Player Uno against Kevin Steen. And that's the night that Probably, Uno told you, he took the stenalizer on his head and nearly broke his neck. Mm. And I thought, wow, Wow. this looks so real. It must be awesome. (laughs) Little did I know it was real. He got hurt bad. but And uh, I was seeing Kevin and Uno go at it and I thought, holy shit, this is
0: awesome. I want to be part of this. Well, what did you think about when you saw, I love the idea of Fresh Eyes, only started watching WWE 14 at 15 and a half goes to a show. Like In your head, what did you think that, did you think it was going to be like a giant arena? CR um, CPW was it? Yeah, CPW. Yeah,
1: they uh they had a decent crowd. But for like the before time. you
0: walked into that building.
1: Oh no, uh my friend explained to me that it, it wasn't <laughs> WWE and not to expect something big because I asked him, How much does it cost? And when he said ten bucks, I was like, Oh, wait a second. Yeah. There's no way it's a huge venue, and yeah. there's no way it's like WWE. So he told me, you know, it's, they usually go in church or uh, gymnasium or whatever, and it's a, it's a small thing. That eventually these guys, you know, they they hope to they get to WWE. Right. So it, it's really he explained to me like hockey. You know, you start small and you slowly go into bigger. That things. That was very Canadian.
0: That's a very Canadian thing. <laughs> hockey, right? Using hockey <laughs> to
1: understand life. <laughs> As an <analogy>. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I went there and I saw Kevin be the living hell of my best friend, well, soon to be best friend. And I thought, yeah, I, I want to get my ass kicked too, I guess.
0: So, uh, and then and then the idea of. Um, getting trained because i'm always kind of a little fascinated about people who trained before high school a because i'm jealous or like while <laughs> they were in high school <laughs> <laughs> that privilege yeah right? <laughs> well i don't know my mom like my mom was like she made it very clear that like i had to be 18 like i had to be like out of high school before right. i start and that's kind of a thing at a lot of schools right is like you got to be 18 18 yeah. is a big number at least in america
1: yeah because now you're legal with everything right. while in canada you're legal with a lot of things at 16 Oh, is that the way? Yeah. It is? Uh, actually, I think even work. I'm not sure about that. But w- working legally and have a, a paycheck, you know, it's either 14 or 16. I believe it's 16. So technically, at 16, you are uh, legal on most assurance. Obviously, your parents need to sign for mm-hmm. you, but you're you're legal. You know, everything. You can do a lot of things at 16. So
0: you sign. So you just go right away to that school. So you saw the show. You saw that they were wrestling. Yeah. And you you heard that they had a school, or they said on the mic, if anyone wants to train, or
1: uh, I think I I spoke with someone over there. I think I asked like how can I get into this, and they told me that they were running an, a school right where they were. They were there. The ring was set up at all time, and to just I think they were training Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So they said come here. On one of those days, between 6 and 9, and the teachers will be there, so you'll have information. Mm. So I did that immediately. The next Monday, I went there, I talked with the trainer, and he said, you uh, you can't train just yet. You're going to be sixteen in a few months. Wait for it, and then come in, and then you'll be legal, and we'll train. That's exactly what happened.
0: And then, did you have the money for it or was it
1: i uh, see that's a, a thing with my dad he told me because he as well said wait when you're 18 you'll you'll be grown up you'll be making your own decision and i made a deal with him i said uh instead of because uh if i was doing well in a uh, school because i hated school so much and i needed motivation to stay in i guess mm. my father told me if you graduate high school uh with you know good results i'll pay for your driving license so I said, How about you don't pay for my driving license, but you pay for my wrestling school, and I'll take care of my driving license myself while working. And he said, All right, you want to do this? Let's do it that way. So he paid for wrestling. And then, since I need a driving license to, to go wrestle places, I knew that I had to, you know, get my ass into working to get myself my driving license.
0: Do you guys drive at 18, or you just, it all happened?
1: No, no, uh, we can drive at 16. Yeah. You can legally do your, your but uh, my father wanted me to wait. So uh, while my first year of wrestling, I was, you know, Having money, like banking money, when I got the opportunity to wrestle somewhere else than around here, then I went straight to get my license. And, uh,
0: How did you get to? If you couldn't, did your mom drop you drop you off at wrestling yeah, practice? every single time. <laughs> every
1: Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, they would drive me at five thirty there. They would pick me up at nine nine thirty. Yeah.
0: Were you the youngest one or all the time?
1: Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I think until recently, like uh, I was always the youngest in the ring all the time. But now I'm 28, so obviously there's a lot of younger people. Mm. But in training, that whole CPW time, the two years they were running until they closed down, they've been running for years, but when I started wrestling, they lasted under two years, and then they closed down. I was the youngest there. I was always the youngest almost everywhere I was going. So no. Were
0: are around a lot of older guys? or.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, I try to. The thing is with martial art, you you learn discipline, and when you see someone who's better than you, you have to be a sponge. You, you look at what he does, what he says, and and learn as much as you can. So I had no ego at all, uh, being young. Even though like I was, you know, I was athletic. I was doing all my things because of martial art. But when I was seeing these guys to have great matches, I was like, man, I want to be just like them. So I was always staying around these guys. The an MVP Michael Von Payne and my trainer was wrestling there a lot too. So I was and
0: your trainer, or he was your trainer. He was my trainer, okay.
1: and he was a wrestler as well. Mm-hmm. So I was following him everywhere I could. Same thing with Uno. Uno would. Basically, he would just tell me, hey, uh, we're doing this show in Montreal. You want to come? Maybe you'll have something. Maybe not. If not, you'll you know build bridges. I said, yeah, I'm coming in. So he uh, carried me uh, like a bag almost everywhere he went, and I was okay with that. you know. And then when did you start wrestling? Uh, it took me – technically, I started wrestling before my training was done because the school closed. Uh, I was six months in. And then MVP started to train me on shows and cpw was running every two weeks so i i got to be in the ring you know but the school
0: why the school closed down
1: uh because the trainer was a complete asshole i think i've heard that you've heard that guy he's a con man he's really he's just not a good dude and he's got a school running right now and it's uh it's a it's a scam is it uh, around here uh i think it's in kingston maybe okay it's near ottawa and it's it's Pure garbage. It's a it's a scam. It's really what it is. Um, Allegedly. Oh yeah, I don't know for sure. I don't know. I have no proof of this. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, he uh, he left for some money reason. I would assume. Uh, So the wrestling school close what completely. did he take the
0: ring and he take like
1: uh no he i think they uh without the trainer there full-time uh mvp couldn't be there all the time as much right he was like the co-trainer ish there mm-hmm. but he was doing most of the, the work really but this guy had the time to be there yeah the he time. had the time to be there uh, so when he left soon uh, sooner after they lost the, their training the little garage ish they were mm-hmm. in and then, is there are a lot of wrestling schools around. Like no, in, in Ottawa there was, al- there was almost nothing. Really, I feel there's there's not much around. Like even where I'm at in Chicago, like there's none. In Montreal right now, there's two of them. There's the um, the IWS Wrestling School, which is I think right now is probably the best option around here. Um, there's also Torture Chamber which is seems to be decent as it well. doesn't even wrestle, it's just a fetish club. Yeah, yeah. it just be the hell of the children. <laughs> but, you can learn how to dress like a wrestler though. <laughs> you you learn to deal with the pain you'll be a good wrestler. Yeah. Uh, otherwise in Toronto there's a Tyson Dukes opened his school recently. He's
0: always like, opening and closing. I know, he's doing he's, a lot of things.
1: He's the crederman of uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Windsor Toronto. Where is he living now, Toronto? Uh, yeah, he moved in Toronto right now. And I think he's got a I think he's got a good thing going on with smash and the wrestling school and all
0: oh that's okay yeah he did yeah. open it, but but right now that motherfuckers o- open so open and yeah i think, started and stopped training
1: yeah i think he was also he was hired to be a trainer a lot of places yeah. that were garbage right he just <laughs> yeah i think he was probably hoping that it would work but yeah. you know because he loves wrestling and he wants to teach yeah. but in ottawa there's almost nothing with c4 wrestling uh uno and i have been trying to have a place a training just a little something and it's been hell finding a venue here uh, they hate wrestling in the area. And <laughs> Who's they? Uh, just anyone that has a venue because mainly, mostly because of CPW, I think, because uh, Wild Dangers Dan, the guy who owned uh, CPW, uh, got us blackballed of a lot of places. Hard because hardcore wrestling. Hardcore wrestling. That's my guess. Was it right? Uh, yes, a lot of blood That's where the, he wasn't supposed to.
0: The Ian Rotten theory of getting kicked out of. Uh,
1: yeah, it's you know, oh, don't worry, it's a, it's family friendly, and then blood everywhere and barbed wire. Like, oh man, Dan, and, what and the, the fuck? And the necro butcher <laughs> butcher punches yes. a kid in the. <laughs> (laughs) Exactly, you know, family-friendly stuff. So that happened a lot. So he got a bad reputation. But around here also in Ottawa is that business is – Uh, you you need a lot of money to do business with a venue here if you want to rent people are not negotiating I've had a conversation with a guy who had uh, storage units he had something like 60 storage units and some of them were big we could fit probably two ring in there it was great he was asking $2,000 a month I was like holy crap I'm like, how many do you have he says all 60 units are empty (laughs) so I'm like wait what I'm like all all 60 they're empty he says yes okay what about I'm renting this place for let's say like eight hundred bucks or a thousand dollar a month, but if something comes in, you kicking me right out. Yeah. At, at the least, you'll have something, and you said not a chance, mm, not even a blink at not, it. I was like, wait, you're you're gonna spit on a thousand dollar and what have it. What was
0: your theory on this guy? Do you think he like?
1: I think people are just dumb. They have no idea how to negotiate. A, a Canadian thing to do is really, I want to make a lot of money right now instead of sacrificing a few dollar, but in long term making more do
0: you see that in as with canadian wrestlers also uh
1: no it's really i think no canadian <laughs> wrestlers they just want to wrestle yeah so they just hope to have something because there's not nearly as much as in america but that obviously. could
0: be a thing i mean people uh, that's a that's a, a, a mindset of people is like oh no for sure i want to be in the wwe right now and i want to get there as soon as possible and i'm not willing to you
1: know oh no like. yeah no that absolutely i think it's a it's a thing people are not willing to climb up the ladder they want everything right now whether they deserve it or not, or even if they're ready or not, they just, they want it. They, we all want something right now. It's like when you want to get in shape, right? You don't want to go to the gym for six years and eat healthy. <laughs> you want to be muscular right well, now. I've been doing it 25 years. I'm st- <laughs> not even, so I not even close to anywhere that I want to be. Good Lord. But I think it's a, it's a business mentality here around here because since I I have a construction company, so I deal with a lot of people like that, mm. and it's very often that way. We want everything right now. then Little no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah,
0: well, but I'm just saying that you, you understood that you have to, So you didn't think you were going to the WWE when you were no. 16 and a half, right? No. Like the, the first day of training. So you knew that you'd just be doing these little shows for yep. a while, right? I
1: didn't think, I didn't even think it was an option really for me to go there because I was small until I discovered TNA and then I realized the X Division
0: I thought was that was a steroid no and then I got super happy <laughs>
1: <laughs> I grew taller and but no I discovered TNA with the X Division I saw smaller guys and I started thinking and at the time TNA was good so you oh, know <laughs> well now it's no more I mean it's dead but now right Right. We, well, what is it now Impact Wrestling it's, it's just Impact Wrestling isn't I it like G nobody G- knows they're no, bad Okay. okay, so They're see, I thought they were. Together. I thought they were just dead at that point. With the exhibition, they were at their peak. Yeah, like it was the best time at TNA, and I was looking at them, and I thought, that's what I could do. I could be a guy like you know AJ Styles, PD Williams. Uh, I'm five ten, 5'10", 5'11". Um, I could gain muscle when I grow up, so I could do that kind of stuff. I, for me, W wasn't an option. I thought no one there is... Legend but you were doing six, a lot of
0: the little shows. Oh, yeah. Right.
1: Oh, In my head, I would only do little shows. For, for the rest of your for life. For fun, yes. So when you say you own a
0: construction business and you own a construction business? Yeah. yeah. That a boy. Uh, when, like, how does that mindset of like getting into that industry... Go with knowing that you're a wrestler. Also,
1: well, one of the thing that uh, Michael Vompen and my trainer told me, and it's a thing that I now tell everyone who gets into wrestling, and it's make wrestling your plan B. Have a plan A. Go to school. What if I think that's an awful plan? I uh, say so you're kind of dumb because <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge risk, and I'm not a guy who takes risk. Yeah, I I I I play things safe. And Mike told me that way. He said have a career, go to school, make money and if wrestling uh is successful then good. If it's not then it doesn't matter. It'll be it it will be your hobby and you'll you'll still have, you know, a life going on. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did uh when I finished high school and went into- But like that
0: was like literally like his words. Yes. Uh, it like resonated with you.
1: Oh, absolutely. I thought Mike was a really smart guy the way he would uh take You went time- to college cuz he was like yeah, like be in- influential. I yeah, know. like make a you know do do something of yourself, have a good life. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a super good idea. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> like, what about
0: your parents? Were they like go to college, and were you were you like, no, going to
1: wrestle? Well, when I was in high school, they knew I hated high school. They they I oh, that's just right. you hate school. I yeah. hate school so much. I hate it. I cannot sit down and just listen to someone and write. So I knew I had to do a job that would be physical. But then I discovered that I love cooking. So I went to actually went to school to be a chef. So I went to school. I loved it because I was mostly, you know, on my feet, cooking, doing stuff with people and all. I went to be a baker uh, for two years in a five star five diamond restaurant. So I was set. I was everything was going so well. And then one day, I got, wrestling on the weekends too. You wrestling on the weekend because my chef happened to be a wrestling fan. Oh, nice. He loved the idea. that I was a wrestler, and he was when he was calling me to go into work. He was you know calling me like, "Hey, it's the flying raccoon calling from for stew. Uh, you got to come in today." Or you know, I was like, "Fuck, this guy's awesome." He was helping out big time, and he was on the verge of giving me a promotion. And he told me that I would have to work weekends because when you're a baker, you cook when people went vacation. Wrestling happens on the weekend. So I couldn't do both. So he told me – he straight up took me into his office and he said, listen – Pull your pants down. (laughs) Yeah, pull. (laughs) (laughs) You got to do something for me, kid. (laughs) No, he said um, uh, you should like pursue your dream. Like go do wrestling because even if, if that fail, you're still a baker. You still went to school. You have a diploma. You have everything. You just come back. So I thought it was a great idea. And I knew I had a plan C, which was my father. He the, the, he was doing construction, and I knew he needed help. So when I spoke with mine, I said, what if I stop being a cook and a chef, and I join you, but instead of just being a construction guy, uh, we start our own thing. We build something bigger. We hire a guy. We buy vans and trucks and and we start doing something
0: bigger this is your thought process yeah i was 20 years old
1: at 20 and i said I, I i'm not going to be some guy i want to be the guy that hires people and gets shit done and my dad thought okay that's why do the- you have this mindset i i don't know i think i was always really really driven at being su- successful i never wanted to be a loser i don't know i just i love the idea of doing something good something big. But to buy vans that all takes capital and money and Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a thing that my dad was willing to do because So you were willing
0: you were willing to say let's get big but you were then willing to let him Yeah, yeah, spend like take the all money. the risk. <laughs> None of me. <laughs> <That> was all <laughs> it was his money. But
1: well, no, we made a deal. He was saying, uh we're going to build a company. I'll I'll be dealing with the tr- the stuff, like the truck, the the tools and everything, but you'll be dealing with the employees because my dad is a big softy. And he can't tell people what to do or fire them or you know. So I thought, all right, I'll deal with the people. So he was doing his thing, I was doing my thing, and as the year went on, now I've been doing this for eight years. Now the company is mostly mine and it's uh, the whole thing has been built from the ground with my father. And now we've got a few guys with us, a few van, a few trucks, and if things are going well. Well they were going a lot better on but then Trump got elected and then I got fucked. Really? But, oh yeah. In terms of, cause of, When he got elected, uh, the price on the material got up oh. big time. I used to. So what I do is I sand and screw floors. I get into a house. There's only drywalls in the house. No one has ever lived there. I sand and screw the floor so it's nice and even, doesn't squeak. And I install a second layer of plywood on the floor where they're going to be ceramic. I'm a flooring specialist. And your dad taught you all of this? Yeah. yeah. My dad, when he started knew nothing of that stuff he when we moved to Gatineau, you just watched
0: youtube tutorials no he actually
1: <laughs> if only youtube was there he could have right. he could have but oh he went to see someone and he simply said hey i'll work for you free for free just teach me and then i'll go on my own he said that to someone yeah else. and that's what he did he worked for a guy for a few weeks for free basically when he when he had everything the, the knowledge he needed he went on his own and that's uh that's how he started and so when Trump got elected, we, uh, the plywood at that point, So, that, which is my most important uh, piece of equipment, uh, plywood used to be uh, about 20 bucks a sheet. When he got elected, it went up to $37 a sheet. And today as we speak, it's $47 a it sheet. going up. And my salary is the exact same. Price, the, the price of the plywood more than double, but no one is paying me more. So I have to work three times as much for the exact same paycheck. Right. So, and the thing is... When what is that?
0: Because uh, you're getting it from America?
1: Uh, no, it's... Uh, the, the, whole, the whole plywood industry is Canadian, but the owner are big American guys, and they're Trump's friend. And so what they do is that in order to have the plywood for cheap in America, Canadians are forced to sell it to America for their cheap. So, they're losing every time they're, they're, they're selling. So, in order to make their money, they sell them to their own people, the Canadian, fucking expensive. Let's make plywood by ourselves. Oh, man. If if only. How do we do it? Uh, I have no idea.
0: We need a shit ton of trees. Let's just go to every <laughs> wrestling show.
1: Steal the board from, steal the the <laughs> from the ring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a great idea. I'm trying to help you, out. So, uh, so th- you're you're basically running a, a thing and being a full-time pro wrestler and You know, trying to make a break and doing tours and stuff, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's one of the reasons I can't do tours a lot because I get really, there's sometimes in the year I get super busy, Mm -hmm. but it's something I'm going to try to do more since I'm still stuck in Canada, still can't go in the United States. Uh, I'd like to do like a week or two week tour here and then. Uh, Hopefully it's going to work. I really hope it will. I've got more people now working for me, so it's easier for me to have them do their stuff while I'm gone. Mm. Uh, Hopefully it works because I would really like to tour some more and and meet new wrestlers and new com- work for new companies. Wait, and, what? Stuff. and
0: so you and and Uno, you got thrown away at the border, right? So I mean, yep. I guess it's essentially the same story.
1: Yeah, it's the, yeah, it's the exact same thing. At least, <laughs> at least Uno got acknowledged and did get a visa for a few minutes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I just got completely ignored. And that that's the worst part of it. They just said. You know, you're not you're not gonna get one.
0: Oh wait, wait, he got the he got it.
1: Yeah, because we we applied to have a two year visa. Yeah. Uh, they said, yeah, uno, you're gonna get yours. So they mailed it about a year and six months later. <sighs> so he only had a few months left. And when we asked about, you know, me, hey, what about Stu? What about Stu?
0: No good. You your finishing move weren't as good. They,
1: no, they were not as good. Which is funny because they they gave Uno his visa saying you're very special because you're a tag team. You know, we've never done that before, but they didn't.
0: The other tag team.
1: The other half of the team. (laughs) Uh, So
0: when did you guys become the uh, Nintendo guys again? Uh, I
1: became the Nintendo guy because of Uno, because Uno's first. Was that uh, your first character? No, at first I was just, you know, just stupefied that that guy. Oh, that's right. I was just, you know, doing my things and when he put me with uno they told us hey how about a a, a a name you know so we said yeah super smash Bros." so how about you start doing you know nintendo stuff as well join uno because did uno told you what his first gimmick was is or what it was supposed to be it was supposed to be el popo which was just some idiot in the mask but then el generico said hey how about you, player uno and you do like video game stuff since you like video game and that's how Uno was born and that was Generico being like this guy's a little too close, <laughs> yeah, to he's too close to me. for 100% <laughs> yeah I'll just take that guy away from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then when I joined him I just started to uh, just enjoy you know having a gimmick instead of just being a guy mm-hmm. so it was well like-
0: stupefied sounds like a gimmick
1: yeah, it sounds more like dumb, but <laughs> what was
0: what was the shtick? Just you?
1: Yeah, it was just me. Just I was just a high flyer. I was just uh, a skinny guy bumping a lot, doing flips. Right, I was just starting, so my role in the ring was really just to get bumped a lot. So I had no problem with that.
0: Right, I was learning. That and then way. you guys started traveling to Chicago. Well, I mean, yeah, and you're doing, but you're doing a lot of these long trips, but you're also trying to build a. A business too yeah
1: well I I used to always get Friday Saturday and Sunday for wrestling and the other four days it would always be work but I would often drive all night just to go straight to work That's And what I'm it. saying I'm sure oh yeah because I remember when I was a teacher
0: Right, like you get, you do, you you pick up a Sunday show if it's there, you do it. Oh right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then you got to go work Monday. Yeah, you work and you, you don't just take hope it for the off. Best.
1: <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> yeah, don't you get perpetually tired though? I'd be so, I'd just yeah. be tired my whole life. <laughs> you see, when I do it now, I feel like it's the worst. Just tomorrow, like I have so C four today on Saturday. Tomorrow I have Battle War in Montreal, mm. so I'll be home at maybe two o'clock, like two a.m. And I'm gonna be getting up at five thirty to go to work, Ugh. and I'll feel like death for like a month. Ugh. But usually, like in the, at the time when I started, I could go almost forty eight hours without sleeping. Really? You know, like a little nap here and then, I was full of energy. And yeah, you can't sleep hurt. on
0: the job because it's your job.
1: Yeah, well, <coughs> yeah, I can't. Another thing is that now, if I'm tired and I'm, uh, I don't know I'm not. My head is not all in the game. I cut my hand off. You know, when I was a baker, I could burn muffins. You know. Not the same deal. So right, yeah. <laughs> now I have to be aware of uh, the risk and my priorities. So when you were doing that YouTube show
0: the uh, of cooking.
1: Yeah, the Seuss Kitchen, yeah.
0: Yeah, which isn't a thing anymore. No, no, no. Uh,
1: Sadly. They,
0: they, they, they tend we, to go fast.
1: We, yeah, they. we did a year of that. It was a lot of work. Fuck, yeah. doing an episode a, a week was too much. We should have done like one or two a month. But once a week, do you was know too how much. to edit all that shit? No, we had a, a friend doing that for us, so that was really a good thing going on for us. We were filming. We had the whole thing with the studio at Uno's place. The lights. We had a guy with. Camera, the whole equipment, and once we would have everything, the footage, we would send it to a friend of us in Connecticut. It would do the whole thing in a few hours and was send that it Vince? back to us. Uh, No, Matt Hack. That wasn't Vince McMahon. In Vince, Connecticut? Oh, dude, <laughs> in the studios. and <laughs> I was like, Greg, kid has good stuff there." <laughs> but the
0: problem with that, though, is though, and this is what I've learned, is that like you want to do it for, but then you have to like, you have to worry about all these people then agreeing to do this yeah. and i assume for free yeah right yeah, and then like it comes to a point where a you feel bad and then b they're like all right i'm done doing this for free
1: <laughs> yeah right yeah it's a it's a lot of work it's a, you have to find people that love what they're doing and also people that are willing to learn because uh the people who that were giving us a camera and everything they were getting themselves into filming like school about you know production and stuff so they needed experience hmm. so we when we got in contact with that person and that person was willing to do that stuff with us for free it was for him was experience for us it was free equipment it was the perfect yeah, but don't
0: you want that to go on for like ever
1: oh yeah i, w- I, w- I mean <laughs> i wish i could have made a living with Stu's kitchen holy yeah. crap that would have been a great thing but no i mean it just doesn't work that way so what do you think
0: about when they, they're giving away those free hot dogs at the end of shows Oh, I got to jump on those. <laughs> <laughs> you got to. But as a baker. As a baker. <laughs> no, no,
1: as a ba- no I, I'm not affected by that stuff. No, no all, I, all I can think of is, yeah, I, I'm on a diet anyway. I don't want them. So I'm going to go away. You you have a hot dogs, guys. You guys no, have no, hot I'm not a, mad. Do I'm you not make mad. good
0: food for yourself?
1: <laughs> yeah, I try to as much as I can to eat well because I have to eat a Ton of food to stay in shape. It's really hard for me to gain mass. Right. So uh, no, I have to eat a lot. So you're in shape,
0: but you, you're, you're a skinny boy, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. If I like right now, I'm a hundred like a, a hundred and eighty five pound. It's really my best thing I can do right now. It's one eighty five, one ninety. If I'm not too lean, but if my my natural weight is one fifty, so it's it's really difficult for me to 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 stay big. It's really hard. Yeah, well I believe in you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh where you at on the old interwebs. Interweb, what do you mean? Where you at on the internet? Do you tweet and stuff? Uh not as much as I used to. I try to I use Instagram more now just because there's pictures I don't have to read. Yeah. I think it's everyone's very I think we're very alike. Like I right
0: well I didn't like school. I hated school. But I also don't like to read and I also think I have ADHD Oh. but it's like it's very hard it's hard for me to read does that make sense no I, I get it you get impatient i get impatient and also i stop think. it's hard for me to concentrate fully on like if there's like long sentences with big words like <laughs> don't laugh at me you fucker <laughs> <laughs> like i have to really like concentrate on it where it doesn't come easy to me so i like instagram and twitter's like yeah. <laughs> like now that twitter's uh like i think they're they're Thinking about doing 280 words. Oh man! Did you hear about that. Oh,
1: that's nuts. So that's too much.
0: That's too much. <laughs> too much. One for- I get mad when people fill up the whole one forty.
1: Oh hundred forty. Uh, I'm like, dude, why? Just cut your words, Just man. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw a picture in Use there. An ampersand, right? <laughs> Thank you.
0: So or I don't make know many tweets. That's so I get. I understand the Instagram thing. Yeah.
1: Well, I get. I feel like now Twitter is. There's so much hate on Twitter. So much hate everywhere. Oh, yeah, but on Twitter is <laughs> like everyone's brave on Twitter, right? Everyone's telling you how much they hate you and how they would beat the living hell out of you if they were ever to meet you and stuff like that. They, they say that? Oh, yeah. About
0: you as a wrestler or just in
1: life? As a wrestler. I've, I've had that a few times. Really? Uh, yeah, people are just hating on me for, on Twitter for no reason. But then I would see, look at their picture, memorize their face, and then I would call their Twitter name when they buy my shirts. And it's always a great fucking reaction. Who's
0: who's calling shit on you and then buying your shirts?
1: I've had a few guys online. They're not like most of the time now. They they open an account, they follow me for a while, and then they start crapping on me for reasons, I guess. Yeah, and have crappable reasons. I don't think so. I know for a while I had a few guys angry at me because I used to date Angie Sky, another wrestler. Okay, and then we broke up. And I think that got a lot of people really angry. I guess automatically I was a bad guy for breaking up with her.
0: And she would break her heart.
1: It was, you know, like a. I did break her heart, I guess. But (laughs) I I didn't cheat on her. It was like a, hey, you know, it's over now. Yeah. It's life, right? Yeah. And I think people didn't understand that. Or maybe, I don't know, they were just angry to begin with that I was with her. And now that she was single, they had a chance so they would. I don't bury me on Twitter well, but now
0: I don't know they would probably should love you because now it was, they had an opportunity I guess I but man Twitter
1: is just, it's a crazy people, world people
0: are brave I'm, a, glad you, I'm glad I'm uh, glad you at it,
1: least everyone's brave online yeah. but these people they, they're they just trolls they, they I've ever, done that a couple of times going up to people yeah,
0: there's, no, there's no wait you've done that? I've gone up to people that I've seen talk oh, shit
1: oh okay I thought you two were talking shit to people on Twitter then you were hiding oh. I was like come on man you're better than this <laughs> come on come on
0: now get that blue check mark baby <laughs> You know who I am. Yeah, yeah, Everyone, the you, come on. You don't get that blue check mark. Yeah. Uh, no, but like. Well, you call them out on I've called out some people nice. before, yeah. And that feels good. But then oh, I, it does. It feels But then they, it gets weird, and then you're like, oh, well, now, now it feels bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh,
1: I just love that awkward moment of. You know, I don't know. I'm just gonna make up a name like Pokemon 49 yeah. is telling me I'm uh, an idiot, and when he sees me, he'll beat me up for being a shitty wrestler. And then he buys my shirt and I shake his hand. And I said, "Hey, thanks for the thanks for uh, you know encouraging uh, indie wrestling." Uh, Pokemon 45, and he's like, "Uh, it, thanks, man."
0: But it was Pokemon 49. Oh, 49, I 49 earlier? Yeah. Oh. So it's a
1: different
0: guy. It was a different guy. Yeah, was a different guy. And he was probably
1: it. so confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just called their name, and he's like, "Oh, there's that moment of shit." Oh no, does he hate me? Or See, I assume okay?
0: those people don't even go to shows. Oh no, most of them do. I assume, I assume they don't go to shows though, because I don't know. Indie wrestling's so great that, like, if you went to the show, you'd just be like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so I oh, assume the people, that the people talking shit are the ones, like, A, that are just like, they only go to arena wrestling, you know, like WWE. The or, big but, ones. Yeah, and then they don't like know the lifestyle, so they don't know, like, how fun it is. Well,.
1: I feel like now India. Well, first, Indian wrestling has got a lot more coverage now, but I feel like people are attacking a lot of Indian wrestlers because it's easier. Mm-hmm. They're not big people. Yeah, but those those WWE guys get attacked. Oh no, for sure. <laughs> but that's because they they have so many people looking yeah. at them that there's jealousy or just just, just dumb people. Right. It's just how it is. If someone's popular, you hate them. There's the there's a saying. It. The only thing better than uh looking you you know a hero rise, it's to see him fall. Mm. It's so much better to see people ruin. I don't know. It's weird. You think that? No, no, it's just <laughs> a thing. It's an online thing, is that's super popular. Of course. I don't know why. It's it's weird. I think I find it very sad.
0: Aww. Yeah. yeah. That's, this is sad, me. Well, you could tell them right now through here.
1: Hey, hey. fuckers. Hey, fuckers on Twitter. <laughs> stop it, man. Yeah,
0: just some love.
1: <laughs> just stop it. What's your Twitter handle again? Uh, it's Stu underscore Doze. Yeah, see. So if you hate me, it's Player underscore Uno. Pokemon 49. 40, 49 or yeah. 45. Choose one. Both of them. Both of them, <laughs> both of them are me. <laughs> All
0: right, buddy. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, man. Thanks.
0: Thank you. All right, our little Canadian warrior, Stu Grayson, doing good up there. C4, I'm going to be wrestling there in 2018. They told me. They said last time it was too long. This time we'll have you back next year, and I'm going to hold them to it. Also, uh, before we leave, remember to send in those voicemails, AMAs, Wrestling at gmail.com. All right, before we get out of here, let's get into some plugs and... Upcoming events. All right, the best way to support ColtMerch.com, Merch.com, digitalcult.com, Twitter, and Instagram at Colt Cabana, Facebook slash AOW Podcast, also slash Colt Cabana. My storytelling podcast, Pro Wrestling Fringe, which has three new episodes for season four, plus past archives of the show, are ad-free on Stitcherpremium.com slash Colt use the code colt get a free month colt wrestling at gmail.com is my very public email like i told you before youtube channel colt that's where you can see my p.o box send me a hanukkah card upcoming friday and saturday december 8th and 9th brooklyn new york and rawway new jersey wrestleproonline.com december 15th and 16th new york and philadelphia i'm just doing commentary rohwrestling.com december 4th december 30th january 3rd tokyo japan DDTPro.com. Saturday, January 6th, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Facebook slash First Wrestling. Friday, January 12th, Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Facebook slash River City CW. Saturday, January 13th, Austin, Texas. WrestleCircus.com. Sunday, January 14th, Chicago, Illinois. Facebook slash Zello Pro. All right, that is the show for this week. Thank you to you guys at home for listening and telling a friend. Being with me forever. Thanks to Stu Grayson. Thanks to God Jeff and Stu Stone, Kid Russell, Matt Jenkins on the music, Dane Miller, and Creaky with Tech Help. Sponsors, we got great sponsors. Highspots.com, a VOD service. It's amazing. PWG, $5 Wrestling, Kevin Steen Talk Show. Plus, AMA knee pads, gear, a mask, a wrestling ring. They got it. OneHourTease.com. They run ProWrestlingTease.com. That's where you got your Black Friday sales, and that's where you're going to support your favorite independent wrestler. TweakedAudio.com slash cult earbuds that I use. Get over 30% off of free shipping just because you listen to this show. Um, it's like 1 a.m. in the morning. i am got jet lag. People, I'm definitely waking people up with this, and I uh, usually I do care. This time I don't because I got to power through it, and I got to film this thing tomorrow. So uh, I'm gonna get off. That didn't sound right. I'm gonna stop the podcast right now, and I'm gonna get some sleep. All right, this has been the Art of Wrestling for Colt Cabana. I'm Colt Cabana. Thanks.